What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast for single player gamers. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and joining me today is the one, the only PlayStation hype man. He is the cult of personality based on the shirt today. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a CM Punk shirt, everyone. He is the person behind the Delvin Cox experience, the wonderful podcast that you should definitely be checking out. He's the one, the only Delvin Cox. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, Sebastian, man? Long time no talk to, man. It's a pleasure to be on this show, man. You do dope stuff, man. Man, you... No, man. Happy to happy happy to do some more content with you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute, man. It's yeah. been a busy year, though. Yeah, yeah, it's been a real busy year to say the, say the least, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, you. It's almost like you blink, and next thing you know, it's like December. It of like I remember when Zelda was coming out at the beginning of this year. I'm like, it seems like all the everything just flashed forward. Yeah, it does seem like the year just flew by, and so much stuff came out. So many. It's just so weird where we're at this year as opposed to where we thought we would be at. Because I think at the beginning of the year, it was just kind of talk like, oh, we know what the game of the year is going to be. It's going to be Tears of the Kingdom mm-hmm. without question. Now, at the end of the year, I don't think it's as clear as it was then. You know, I think it's a Alan. fight, man. I think yeah, it's, it's a fight. A, it's, a, it's a fight. You got Baldur's Gate. You got Spider-Man. You got Alan Wade. You got quite a few excellent games. Mario Wonder. Quite a few excellent games came out this year. It's just like, oh. So I, I know you're probably going to be doing this on the, you know, on your wonderful podcast over there, the the Place of Video Games podcast. But like, how how's the game of the year discussion going to work over there? Oh, we're just going to fight. <laughs> oh, you're just going to fight? <laughs> we're just going to fight. I think I, I think it's going to be really interesting because, you know, for those who listen to PSVG, they know I do a podcast with um, Donnie Reese and uh, Devin Tyson. We um, talk about video games and life and stuff like that. And, we're having the game of the year conversation, I think, in another week. Okay. And it's going to be interesting because when I went into it, because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, I'm a huge Marvel fan in general. Mm-hmm. When the year started, I'm going to say something that's from the shop people. I did not like Breath of the Wild at all. Same. I'm the same way. I'm not a Breath of I, the Wild person at all either. I didn't like it at all. People got on my case about it. They were like, I'm like, I don't get this game. So I said, so I said, you know what? I'll try Tears of the Kingdom, but don't have too much high expectations for it. So it was the beginning of the year, my game of the year, in my head was Spider-Man 2, and everything else was gonna be on the back burner today. I wasn't thinking about Baldur's Gate. I was thinking about Alan Wake a little bit, but not like that much. Tears of the Kingdom was nowhere near my radar. So I played Tears of the Kingdom. And for some reason, this one clicked with me way more than Breath of the Wild did. That's great. Like in, a, in like, I spent I, don't, I haven't finished it yet. I spent 140 hours in it. That's a that's crazy when you can spend 140 hours in a game and say you haven't finished it. By the yeah, way, exactly. And, and, and you know, and I absolutely love it. And like I like I said, I did not like Breath of the Wild at all. But I guess everything that, that Tears of the Kingdom has just kind of drugged me into the experience. And I've loved it so much. So when I, after I played it, I'm like, okay, it can't get no better than this. I've been playing this game for 120 hours, 130, 40 hours. So, you know, it can't get better than this. Then I play a little bit of Baldur's Gate. Like, yeah. Oh, this is amazing. It, I played it so much of it, I was like, 
I can't finish this. I can't. I want to finish Baldur's Gate, but I can't because Spider-Man and other things coming out. If I start Baldur's Gate and haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom, I'm not going to finish any of my games. So I got the Spider-Man. As expected, Spider-Man was an amazing experience. And then I got into Alan Wake and I'm like, this is incredible. And, and it's kind of crazy. Then, then just when I thought, okay, it can't get better than this. Then Mario Wonder comes out and it's fantastic. So it's just such a cra- crazy year for video games. Like even the games that people kind of pant, like like for example, Forspoken. I like Forspoken, I re- man. I really enjoyed Forspoken. Like um, when the year started, I was like, this is probably gonna be one of my favorite games of the year. I liked it that much. I beat it and I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the combat. Um, I, despite what other people said, I think it's a very well put together game. It's a lot. It's a lot there if you kind of follow the story. And I thought it was really fascinating. Yeah. And then I played Callisto Protocol and I thought like, oh, this is pretty good too. So from the start of the year to now, the games I played and the games I've enjoyed a lot has just been very interesting. It's almost like it's ramped up for you, almost. Yes, exactly. It's kind of crazy though, but it's it's, it's amazing. This has been amazing year for gaming. So I, you know, I I wasn't gonna bring this up, but I, you know, I'm kind of curious based on that that narrative you had there. Like, what is the game that you feel like you wish you had more time to play this year? What is like that? I man, if oh, I I just wish I had like 20 more hours to play that game. I have two. No, I have oh, three actually. Baldur's Gate, three. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's a good one. Starfield. What? Because I didn't get enough time to play Starfield. It's like, everybody keeps telling me Starfield's really good. And I've heard like people like, it's really good, but it's not amazing. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, but it looks fascinating to me. And I, I kind of want to get into it. So those two and um, Cyberpunk. Okay. The new, the new expansion. I can't remember. Phantom Liberty. Fam- Phantom Liberty, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when Cyberpunk first came out, I beat it. I, had, I was one of the few fortunate people who bought the Xbox version that wasn't completely broken. <laughs> so I'm assuming you mean like the Xbox Series X and X version versus yeah, like the the, the um, Xbox One version. Exactly. The only version that actually worked on consoles. Mm-hmm. The, if you remember, the PC version was a mess. It was better than the other versions. The PS5 version, the console I was going to originally buy that one, was like unplayable. Yeah, and PS4, we don't even want to talk about that one. Yeah, so it was like um, I bought an Xbox and I, I played it start to finish. I enjoyed my time with it. And they said it got better like after I finished it. So I kind of wanted, oh, it's to, good. Use, I wanted to kind of use Phantom Liberty to kind of get back into the game. And then when I got into it recently, I'm like, oh, this is a lot to take in. Because, you know, if you play, for those who listen, if you play Cyberpunk in the beginning, when it came out and finished it, you go back to this game now, it's a totally different experience. Oh, it's a different beast. It, it, yeah. I don't even think it's fair to say that there's that, that that's the same game now. Yeah, it's not even the same game. Yeah, man, that that's it's wild. It's wild how they transformed that experience because I played I, I played at launch like you to completion, and while I loved my time with Cyberpunk, it almost it almost felt like I see the potential here, but I'm yes. not. You know, I'm I love this in a this is almost like a guilty pleasure sort of way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And now I'm like I've I played Phantom Liberty, Idris Elba's amazing in it, and then I um, you know, dived into the two point one two expansion, now two point one, and I'm like, man, it's like 
this if this game would have came out and launched this would have been a hall of fame game i think this is like one of those like right up there with gta like san andreas san andreas right up there with like probably i would probably put it up there with halo 3 and all the other hall of fame games mario super mario world and all that kind of stuff this was this would have been a hall of famer yes i agree i, I think so it's just it, it's almost overwhelming coming back into it and seeing how different it's almost to the point where i'm like maybe i should just restart over and start from the beginning and play it again i think you should stuff. yeah i think i might do that i had the same experience with a no man's guy Oh, I see. I, I never gave it a chance, if I'm being honest. I played it when it first came out, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is interesting. It's a little bit empty, but it mm-hmm. felt right for the game because, you know, you're, you're an explorer. You're not like a, a super soldier. Like, you're exploring planets and stuff like that. So I, I found it really relaxing to just go, go to planets and mine for resources and upgrade your ship. And then I want to say when they did the first really big expansion, I got back into it, and it was a whole different game. It felt like a more robust world. It's really, really cool. Like, even they even added like a third person mode into it, and that changes the way, way you look at the game. It's like really. No Man's Sky now feels like how Starfield is. Kind of feels a little bit like Starfield. I think it's really cool. I, I get that comparison. Um, I think that's what a lot of people were hoping Starfield wasn't going to be, though. You know, I think they wanted it to be more more vibrant more the yes. more life in the world more more to see more to do because like i played starfield and i while i like starfield i'm i didn't love it by any means i think it's like it, you know like i think i hit you up um on twitter and and i think one of the premises that i originally thought of was for the show was the biggest disappointments of the year and i'm like uh. i look at starfield and while i liked it it might be one of my biggest disappointments of the year because it's like it That's feels a like call it feels like it scratches the surface of what it could be, but doesn't quite make it, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah, it's almost like, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you're a basketball fan, but if Grant Hill never got injured, like oh, what he yeah. could have been in basketball, it, it feels that like sense. that's what Starfield is as a game. Anthony Hardaway. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, yeah, it's like, I... I put in like probably 80 hours of Starfield, which means, uh, which is like, I beat that game twice. And in both times that I beat it, I played multiple factions. And I think I saw all that I needed to from each faction that you're allowed to like participate in. And, And I left, and I left after 80 hours feeling like this is gonna be a bomb ass game in 2025. Cause I I think this is gonna have like a Starfield like glow up, but I don't think it's there yet interesting yeah i had to keep that in mind then. yeah it's like you know like start like phantom liberty it gave it's like revitalized it gave a breath of life to to cyberpunk and i feel like i feel like this is what i feel like what cyberpunk was in the very beginning is what starfield is now except like starfield's more polished it's not like it's a broken game like cyberpunk is but i feel like it's broken in the sense that content is kind of lacking and into the game is like what I expect to when I expect to finish a game is not what Starfield goes for, and the new game plus isn't compelling enough to draw most people in. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. I don't want to get into it because it's like spoiler field, but like I, it is one of those things to where I'm like I they went a crazy way with new game plus in the in the and like the end game of this game that is like 
I feel like it's gonna leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths versus start versus Skyrim versus um Oblivion, their previous games or Fallout even to where like you know what the end of the game is. It's just like a matter of time a matter of how you want to end it. That's really an interesting way to go about it. I'm I'm still excited for it. Yeah. Definitely I check think, it out though. I think it, it kinda like measures my expectations for it. I guess it's kinda crazy because I am excited for it, but it's like at the same time, it's like, am I really excited for it? Because I've been playing all these other games ahead of it. So I'm like, okay, maybe not as excited as you thought you were for it. I, you know, what you were talking about like is the game of the year discussion here. It's like, I, I think Starfield could have been a game of the year contender in a lackluster year or like a down more down year than than this. This to me is like probably last year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it could have made someone's top ten easily. Maybe, maybe even top six, depending on who you talk to. This year, though, this year is like an all-star game. This year is like it, you to be in like the top six in this year. You gotta bring the heat. You can't even be lacking in any area. Yeah, I agree. It's just this is an amazing year, and there's been so many games I played that I just really thoroughly enjoyed. Planet Alana is one of them. Man, I love Planet Alana. It's such oh, a great so game. beautiful. Oh. I- I, I didn't know how good that game was. My co-host, Donnie, kept telling me, hey, you might like this game. And I, kind of, I, and I played, um because he knows I like those type of games. Mm-hmm. I guess since you talked about your most disappointing game of the year, I'll, I'll tell you mine, mine was Oxen Free 2. What? I, I liked the first one so much, and just getting to this one, like, oh, it's, it's okay, it's good, but it's not what I was looking for. Yeah, and I can see that. Planet Alana kind of gave me that. I'm like, oh, this is what I was looking for. This this experience right here is amazing. All right, are a- you mostly a puzzle game kind of guy? Like, do you enjoy puzzle games in general? Oh, not really. I like. Let me rephrase. I like story based puzzle games. The ones oh, like, that's like 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 Planet Alana, like Limbo, mm-hmm. um, like the first Oxen Free stuff like that. I really did. Okay. Um, okay. So I was like, oh, there's another one that came out this year. I can't remember the name of it. Have you tried a viewfinder? I have not tried viewfinder. Okay, yeah. So it's like viewfinder is like where you have like so many different. So it's a lot of puzzles and it, and it's three D. So as as opposed to Planet Alana and Limbo, where you're just like walking in a straight line, you can go back and forth. You can go backwards or forwards, but it's all you walking in a straight path. And like this is like a three D game, almost like, kind of like Portal in a sense but like you're in a simulation just like almost like the matrix and they give you like a platform they they give you a platform that you have to make it to and on that platform there's a projector that you use to go into the next level but the premise is is like to get to that platform they give you a picture and you you can place that picture anywhere you want in that world anything in that picture becomes 3d in real life oh that's cool oh yeah so like so yeah, in the picture they might give you like a staircase, and it's up to you to figure out where to place that staircase in order to get to the platform you need to. Or maybe like instead of a staircase, they give you a a children's drawing of a house, and you have to use that children's drawing of the house to get to that platform. And inside that platform, it's fully 3D. So I'm like, the children's drawing of the house might have like a living room, a dining room, and like but and the back door but it's up to you to place that in the right place just so you can get through the back door to get to that platform okay i dig that yeah so it's and and it's kind of story field as well just like um playing a lot that's why i was just like you might want to check that one out too what's the name of that one again that one's viewfinder viewfinder okay 
Yeah, but I playing Alana just blew me away. It almost looked like I almost like Pixar designed a puzzle game in the way it was so beautiful. Yes, yeah, really cool. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I went out of town and I had my Steam Deck with me. Whoop whoop. And I, and we like you know while the family was getting ready to go like um we were going to uh, it went to Animal Kingdom or some place like that. So when we came, when we were coming back. On on the off time, you know, people were sitting in the hotel and stuff like chilling. I was mm-hmm. like, play the Steam Deck. That's what I had it for. And I got on that game and I just kind of like stuck on it. I, I, I took it initially to play AEW uh, Fight Forever. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I uh, earlier this year, I reviewed the game and I kind of I kind of got into the, like the, the, the combat and stuff like that and enjoying my time with it. And I ended up, instead of playing that, I just kind of played Planet Alana until it was finished. So... I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I too reviewed AEW Fight Forever, and that might be a little bit on my disappointment list. Not because it's not fun. It's just I wish there was more content at the game. I agree. Yeah, I, I uh, think they should have added a lot more wrestlers. I think it's kind of a shame that right now we still don't have Swerve Strickland in the game. Man, I'm <laughs> like talking the, about Swerve and Prince. Nah, nah, let's go. Yeah, man. like like I get. I love that they finally got Keith Lee in the game, but there are so many wrestlers who are just not in the game, who should be in the game, who were around like long enough oh, to yeah. like to, to deserve a spot in the game. Like you know, I don't think they just said they um they scanned Soraya for the game, which is cool. But like I said, Swerve was not in the game. Tony Swar- Storm needed to be in there like earlier. All, like most of their big stars are not in the game. Yeah, <laughs> even if you want to like be like, all right, where's Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett should be in the game. Jay Lethal should be in the game. You need people to beat. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's cool that we got Cody Rhodes in the game. Yeah, that's cool, but Cody Rhodes has been gone for a while now. We need some of these other people in the game that's, who's been around, who's still there. Yeah, uh, and it's almost like uh, um, they should have had the acclaim in there from the get-go. Like, why did it take so long to get the acclaim in there? FTR yeah. is another one. The Hardys are yes. another one. So I'm like, uh, like, Matt shouldn't have been bonus content. I agree. I'm like, why? Why is he bonus content? And I'm, uh, you have a, I at this point one of the biggest rosters in the world, and you didn't put probably half of the roster on there. Um, yeah. The House of Black probably should have been on there from the get go as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people that could add it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's why it's kind of a little disappointing to me. I like the premise of it, and I think it's a good first step. I just hope that they can build off of it if they get a sequel. Yeah, I think it looks like the game probably didn't cost that much to make, so no. they'll, pro- they'll probably get a sequel because THQ is not as big as the company it once was, so I'm assuming that it it didn't cost that much to kind of build on that form. So I-, I hope it gets a sequel. I think the sequel will be a lot better. Would you prefer a sequel for this, or would you, uh, for AEW Fight Forever, would you want this to just be more like continuous content? This be the, like, the base game? I want game. a sequel. I want a sequel, uh, 100%. I think they can add on more to it. I, I want to a more fleshed out story mode, a fleshed out season mode. Well, season mode in general. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff they can add into it to make it more of a um, unique, great experience. I, I don't want them to get like WWE 2K, which I, I love WWE 2K games as well, but I think there's this good balance that they can have where they're just in between WWE 2K and um, some of the other retro wrestling games that, that come out. Oh yeah, for sure. I um, uh, speaking of wrestling games, do you uh, did you get a chance to play WrestleQuest this year? Not yet. 
I have it. Somebody got it for me as a gift. I have not played it. I heard it's pretty good. So That's a good Steam Deck game as well. Okay, like, okay. really good game, portable game. I don't know if, if you had it for, like, consoles or whether or not it was, I got like... It for Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. That's a good Steam Deck game. It's, it's like, it's perfect for that platform because it feels like... It feels like an old school, almost like, I guess, Game Boy Advance type situation. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's good. Um, um, what else was I going to tell you? Oh, on the AEW Fight Forever thing, it's like, I would love a sequel because, like, now that they're doing partnerships with new japan and occasionally tna and such like that i would love to see them bring in some of new japan people as well yeah, i think so yeah like and they're signing people like will osprey so man that was exciting that that would be cool to have him in the game koto ibushi they're people oh. that can add in the game now to catch them <laughs> like there are more people you can just have in the game that'd be cool on, on the wrestling side of things uh, uh, let's deviate from games for just a little bit like who should take the title away from MGF, MJF, in your opinion? I think it's going to be Samoa Joe. You think Samoa Joe's going to take it? I think he's going to get it. Who I want to take it is Swerve. Yeah, Swerve's so hot right now. He is. One who should take it. I think he makes perfect sense in just his character, the way he's moving, everything about him, the way that the crowd is completely behind Swerve. The Hangman match was amazing. Oh, Both of the Hangman matches were amazing. I think I think the the Texas Death match might be my favorite ever like hardcore type match at this I point. Agree. It's so good. And it's it is so good. Brutal with purpose, and I think that's one of the cool things about it. I think it's a brutal match, but the match has purpose to it, and even the brutality of it has purpose to it. And I think when you have a character, because you don't get a wrestler who's a heel that commands a crowd quite like that. Nah and, and, nah, and and the thing about it is, you know, MJF. You can say MJF, but the cool thing about MJF was he did it with his um, his personality, the way he was kind of, kind of like snide and say his remarks and stuff like that, and kind of off base, cough, kilter, like kind of like a Piperish or a Ric Flair type character. Mm-hmm. His Swerve, his gift is a microphone, though. Yes, Swerve exudes a certain coolness about him, like a super villain kind of persona yeah well he doesn't well he says stuff that's kind of biting but he also and he also feels like this is the guy i gotta be like even his move even his moves feel vicious like 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 his stomp oh it's so good and then that that move that kick he does to the hand like oh you probably shouldn't be doing that to people in matches that looks brutal oh it's almost like the reverse kick he does when they're down yes yeah i like that oh my goodness so good he has such a like a certain brutality to him that makes you like invested in his matches, and then when he does stuff, it makes you like, "Oh, this dude's not a good." He comes off like MJF came off as a guy who you can see being a good guy. Swerve comes off as a guy who may not be redeemable. And nah. I think that's cool about him. Like he he went to Hangman's house <laughs> over the crib. He <laughs> went over his son's crib and gave him a shirt. Like it's that's a wild thing to do. Like, that's like oh, 90s wow. wrestling stuff. Like, yeah, this is crazy. And then what? when he spit out, like, the blood during the match, like, yeah, him and Hangman were, like, going back and forth. And then I think it was, was it Swerve who spit out? No, no, it was Hangman who spit out the blood. But, like, yeah. oh, it's just, it had so much personality to that match. I love yeah. it. The whole Absolutely thing with it. Swerve 
getting the staple gun and stapling himself and laughing like a sadistic person. Oh, it's so just such good. a such a wild character, and I think it works. It's so cool. It's so good. Which, which show are you more drawn to right now? Are you are you feeling like because I I think both of them are doing really well story uh, in storytelling aspects right now, at least on the top end, the high end of things. The, the with the like the mid card to low card, you can kind of argue both of them are kind of a little lacking here and there. But like, which show do you feel like is is bringing uh, or more of your preference right now? I love the matches of AEW more, mm-hmm. but I love the potential of what's going on in WWE right now. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you have, WrestleMania seems like it's gonna be fun this year. Yeah, it really does. Like, like you have the uh, the prospect of Roman Reigns versus Cody too, which is cool. But that may not happen now. Cause you know, cause you, you had like The Rock come in earlier this year and people are like, oh, maybe they might do it to run The Rock. Then you have CM Punk there. Maybe they might do it with CM Punk. Then you have the whole, it's like everything is so much up in the air and it's kind of like, it's kind of fun. Just kind of wondering what's gonna happen. Then you have LA Knight. Who's white hot? You have all these characters. And you have the women's division is popping like real Ripley, and you got everything. It just looks so cool what WWE is doing right now. And I think the fact that Vince is not there to rein things in makes it fun. It really does. I'm it enjoying really it. Does. So NXT's I yeah, popping too. Yeah, NXT's been really good. Like I, this is probably the best NXT's been since they switched from the the yellow and gold. Yeah, I agree. yeah, but now um on, on the WrestleMania side of things, like I'm so excited to see what comes next because we do got like like you were saying the Roman chapter, like who's going to break that streak? Who's going to finally be the one to dethrone him? I'm like I would love for it to be Cody more so than because I feel like the either either person if the Rock and him fought each other, I feel like neither one of them needs that win at this point. Yeah. Like both of them are made man, but this could like. This is the defining moment in Cody's legacy. I agree. I think it should be Cody. I think Cody's the one should win because it makes, at this point, it makes no sense not putting to be him because he's been winning a lot of matches and he's not getting a title shot with Seth, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you put, if you put that in consideration, like, ah, he's been winning all these matches. He's kind of, he's coming off like the leader of Raw, but he's not going for a title at all. Yeah. It, and he got this weird tag team title run for like a week and like oh, this is kind of weird it's like this is your biggest star and you're not doing anything with that and, you know it, it kind of makes Seth Rollins feel secondary even though I don't think he is at all I think Seth Rollins put on some amazing matches but when you're putting this much focus on Cody Rhodes and he's not on Smackdown it's kind of like uh, maybe you need to like give him the belt like <laughs> maybe yeah. he needs to like you give him something to do. It feels like he's in a holding pattern. Then now you got this whole CM Punk thing. And I feel like that's going to lead to CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. I think it should. Yeah, and that's going to be really cool. So, And then you have, it's just so much stuff going on. Then you have the Damian Priest aspect. They're like, oh, what are we going to do with Damian Priest? He has this briefcase. I have an idea what I think they should do. And I, I'll just say it on here real quick. I think, no, go ahead. I think the main event for Raw at least should be Seth Rollins versus CM Punk for the title okay I like that I think Seth Rollins should win and okay. I think Damien Priest should cash in on Seth Rollins after oh and win the title that would be that, that would be good history coming back into play because that's what you know the the heist heard around the world at Wrestlemania yes. was Seth Rollins doing that at Wrestlemania yes and I think I think they should give CM Punk a title shot 
but it's way too early for that. Not not yet. Like he hasn't. But he's been there in like weeks now. And even mm-hmm. if you get, even if you wait till Mania, that's still not like like they, they, they people were complaining about Cody getting a title shot at Mania, and he was and he's been there for like a year, <laughs> like almost a year, <laughs> like see a fuck like like six months. I think you have to give that some time. I feel like if you let Damian Priest win the title and cook for a little bit, you then you probably can. Go to CM Punk, get the title from Damian Priest, somebody like that. But you know, let him let him be there for a little before we just give him the titles. You know, it's blasphemy to say his name in um in wrestling in discussions now. But I think like this WrestleMania might mirror the um. You remember how there was that that mania where Eddie fought um Eddie fought Kurt Angle for the WWE title, and then yes. there was also the and then that same main event. It was like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit for the. That's a great mania. The, Oh, it was amazing mania. It's probably one of my favorites. But like, I feel like this mania has that potential to mirror that as far as like the main events where like I can easily see Damian Priest, CM Punk and Seth Rollins in that triple threat spot for the heavyweight title. And then I can see them doing Cody, Cody and uh, Roman for the the like the WWE title if they wanted to go that route. That'd be cool. I think that'd be dope. Yeah, but anyway, it, anywhere they go, it's it's like there's so many so much story there because like I don't feel like and I hate it for him, but I don't feel like LA Knight's going to get like a title shot at Mania, and if he does, it's it, it might be the triple threat situation. I think he is going to face Logan Paul at Mania. Yeah, I can see that. I think that's I think that's the one he's going to win. I think he's going to win. That's U.S. title, right? Yeah, that's U.S. Yeah. title. He's going to win the U.S. title for Logan Paul. And I think they're doing that because LA Knight's a great talker. Logan Paul is a huge star, whether people like Logan Paul or not. That's besides the fact he's a huge star. So, who better to put Logan Paul, LA Knight, over than Logan Paul? Who's got the Intercontinental title right now? I oh, forgot who's got it. What is his name? Got it they, they don't Gunther. even use it. Oh, Gun- yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just like, and I love Gunther. I love Gunther, but like, he just, it's just like he's had it for so long. You forget. Yeah, him. I forgot. I was like, man, who's had that? But now, and it's also like, um, I, he's in the in a program with the Miz right now, and I'm like, I, you know, exactly. I can't, I can't remember the Miz what the Miz is doing at any given moment. Yeah, there's that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he said the Miz. Like, I don't want to watch the Miz. No, I was like, I'm like, it's the Miz. Uh, you know. But yeah, it's WrestleMania season is gonna be interesting. Uh, before we get off the wrestle talk, though, like, who do you think is gonna win the Rumble? I think CM Punk's gonna win the Rumble. Oh, I think he's gonna win the Rumble for the men. I mm-hmm. think Becky Lynch is gonna win it for the women. Oh, okay. And I say that because I think I don't think they're gonna let Cody win the Rumble two years in a row. No, I don't think so either. I think he's go- I think he's gonna get his title shot from the Elimination Chamber. Okay. I think he's gonna win the Elimination Chamber, and they're gonna give him a title shot from that. Okay, because like, he has to get the hard road. It's almost like he's earning it now. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I like that. Um, I I don't think Becky's gonna win the Women's Rumble. Also, because I don't think she needs it anymore. Like, I think it's almost she's almost like on that Charlotte level to where like anytime she gets a shot, she anytime she says title, she gets a title shot. At this point, I'm like. I think Liv Morgan comes back and wins That'd the be cool. wins that rumble for the women. And I think on the men's side, ooh, this is the hard one though. Cause yeah, this this kind of like I think whoever faces Seth at Mania is going to be the one they set up for that title. Yeah, so that's I, what I was thinking too. Yeah, so I'm like, oof. Yeah, maybe punk, but ah 
Oof. I, I can see them being like Punk's number thirty. Yeah, and maybe doing and maybe having him waltz in like that. I, oh. think, I, I can see them being being like, hey, Cody Rhodes is number one. He goes through the whole rumble, and mm-hmm. you think Cody's gonna win, and CM Punk's number thirty, and CM Punk is throwing him out. Oh man, they they have to square off at that point, you know? Yes, like, yes I think that's what's gonna end up happening. Okay, I, I like can, that. I, I can easily see if. Cody beats Roman. I can easily see after the after the um Cody Roman thing, they can go from go from Cody Roman to Roman CM Punk. I like that. I like that. Okay. It doesn't have to be for a title. It could be for Paul Heyman. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. Oh, it, feel, it comes full circle. I love that. I love that. So, Delvin, I, I gotta ask you, going back to video games here, like we i want to get to the topic of the show and that's playstation playstation has had a i i don't know what some people would call it a great 2023 some people call it mixed some people might say like hey we only had a couple of games here i'm a little disappointed i want to get your grade though like let's let's pretend like you're the teacher here you're giving playstation a grade for for the the year that is 2023 what grade would you give it i give them a B minus. B minus? That's not bad. They still passed. Yeah. So why the B minus? I think they've done some interesting things. I think they've also done some head scratches. I think the whole concept of, I think PlayStation Portal okay. is a unique surprise that is going over well. I didn't think it would go over as well as it is, but it's selling out. It's doing well. I think it's a surprise hit. I don't know how long that's going to last for, but people are, are digging it, even though all it is just kind of like a, you can't do much with it, but what you can do with it, people want. Like, hey, this, it's almost like it's it's like a Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> it actually pad. is. That's literally what it is, a Wii U gamepad, and it's selling out. So I think that's a, a great hit for them. On the other side, PSVR 2 kind of was just like a fumble, like Oof. a big fumble. Like, it's like, hey, we're investing in PSVR, we're investing in PS, we're investing in VR, but it's higher than the original console we have, and it's, you still have to have it wired to your PS5. Yeah, it's rough. And then, the, then on top of that, when it initially came out, you can only buy it on PlayStation Direct. Mm. So it kind of stumbled out the gates, and it's like uh, maybe people don't want want to invest in that much in VR in the PlayStation universe. It kind of feels like like uh, we were there for one PSVR one because the price was right, but now. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Quest 3 and the Quest 2 and all these other VR headsets that are cheaper and wireless for that matter. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, uh, we really want to pay the same price for a PS5 for just the headset, PSVR headsets? Oh, yeah. And I think it gets deeper. Like, can you name me in like five PSVR 2 games that you want to play on that that thing right now? Yeah, exactly. I can name one. Call of the Wild. Yes, that's that's it. it. Yeah. Great game. But it's like, is six hundred dollars worth great? No, ain't no. Yeah. I, I I haven't played a game in my life worth six hundred dollars. And, and that's my point. It's like I don't. I, I think the demand they overestimate demand for it, and I think they overpriced it. I, I'm straight up with it. And then you add in the whole. Another reason why I gave them the minus is because you add in the whole. They increase increase places the plus price to an absorbent amount. Oh, PlayStation Plus, and then they had a uh, for the UK and and overseas people. The PlayStation Five went up too. Like yeah. it went up fifty dollars. Yeah, it, the PS Five went up. PlayStation Plus went up a lot, 
and then they still offer, then they offer you games like, huh, this is what y'all want me to pay for? They call you premium plan. It's like, this is not worth what you're giving me. So I can kind of feel the frustration with that. And I think that a lot of people kind of feel that. But on the other side, PlayStation has some pretty good games. It's like, even if you don't like Forspoken, Forspoken is a great game. I like Forspoken, yeah. You got Spider-Man 2 at the end of the year. And there was something else major that came out this year. Um, Final Fantasy 16 was Fantasy another 16. exclusive for them. Um, they had Final Fantasy 16, which was, you know, it's not like it was a first party exclusive, but they had um third party exclusives they had Forspoken, final fantasy 16 and did they have another third party exclusive? i feel like they did have another one i can't remember which one it was though i can't i can't either because i'm like I, okay so we know spider-man spider-man 2 came out um well technically boulder's gate 3 is technically yes Baldur's gate. that's what it is yeah. Baldur's gate. yeah man i'm like it's not really exclusive it just can't work on xbox right now <laughs> like they, they're having trouble with the what is it the xbox series x version of that game yeah it's but coming like, out i think this week i would be yeah right now we're recording this like the the week of the game awards i would i'd be surprised absolutely shocked if like the game awards happened and they didn't announce like this game is out now like yeah. for xbox yeah it's just kind of crazy that they've had so many games come out this year on places that are people kind of kind of dig but mm-hmm. like i said it's the whole the whole marketing and everything that went behind places this year, I think kind of takes off a little bit. Like even the whole, when the whole Xbox merger with Activision was going on, the Jim Ryan quotes was coming out, just nasty. Like, <laughs> oh, like, oh, come on, like, what are you doing? And it's not like he was even wrong about some of the things, but it's the way he did it. He went about that, like, we, we really don't need to see this. This is no. gross. It's gross. Nah, we really didn't. Um, I'm trying to get, let me, let me make sure I have all the information right here because i don't want to snub anything but yeah we had yeah marvel's um let's see marvel spider-man 2 that was october um let's see going back in time here we had forespoken which was february we had that was basically it it was final fantasy 16 boulder skate 3 and i call the wild I'll yeah call the wild yeah the yeah. vr one so yes that's that's a solid lineup yeah but uh, i mean outside of exclusives they did have all the third party games that you would expect um alan wake was there for them lords of the fallen assassin's creed mirage was there um outside of exclusives that is like yes. then you had um boulders gate 3 um robocop which was actually way better than it had any right to be yes, um Cyberpunk 2077, Liza P, Mortal Kombat 1, Armored Core, Atlas Fallen, um, Immortals of Avian. So I'm like, it's a it's a stacked list when you really list out how many games came out this year yeah, uh, if you're games. on the PlayStation platform. A lot of stuff you can play, and a lot of stuff is pretty, either pretty good or really good. Like, even if you look at mm-hmm. some of the missteps, you're like, oh, this, this isn't as bad as previous years. I, I am old enough to remember, like, there were games you'd come out that were, like, literally unplayable. And for the most part, most of these games, unless you're playing Walking Dead Legacies, are, <laughs> are very much playable. Yeah, yeah. I think like I think the worst game of the year is probably Golem, Lord of the Rings Golem this year, and then like the King Kong game that came out like a couple of weeks ago. And the Walking Dead game is and just ass, just, just ass. It's 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 in it's in that pile. Oh it's man, that. that's rough. That's that's completely rough. Um. But no, uh, like, be honest, that didn't sound bad. That yeah. didn't sound bad. It, so, 
comparing this to this 2023 year for PlayStation, do you feel like since 2020 happened, do you feel like the, this is like the worst year for the PS5, the in the middle, the best year? Oh, that's a good question because didn't I, if I remember correctly, last year it was God of War, Ragnarok, boy, mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't it um Horizon? Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. That I, I would that's say a that's banger a banger lineup. I I would say that's a better year than this year. Mm-hmm. There's no knock on Spider Man or anything like that, but if I look at, I think Spider Man is a great game. I think it's fantastic, but I feel like Spider Man versus God of War and Horizon. I'm gonna pick yeah those two. I, I think it, you know the other years were were pretty solid as well, but it's just like okay, I would if this is the worst year. Still really good. That's, what, that's, what that's I'm a get really to. good year. Yeah. Yeah. If, if your worst year is the B minus, well, like, all right. So, so I mean, I'm trying to look like what was what could have been worse because like, or what could have been like that much better because I think what was it? Question. Because mm-hmm. I just thought about it. When did the last of Us remake come out? Oh, that's a good one. Um, the Last of Us remake. Was that this year. That I think that might have been this year. There you fact. go. The Last There's of Us Part One. Let me make sure. Yeah, because I was just like, The Last of Us Part One. I think was this year, and then last year was like Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was thinking of. So yeah, Last of Us Part One is kind of a big one. That's a big one for this year. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. So like some exclusives that we've had since the PlayStation, and this is just exclusives so this is the last of us part one um actually september 2022 is what they're saying the last of us part one so that was okay. last year that was last okay year. so okay. so that, the last last year better than yeah <laughs> the last year was a banger year because last year had um last of us part one um horizon forbidden west it had um god of war god of war and that was the big ones for and Gran Turismo, I forgot oh, Gran yeah, Turismo forgot. came out last year, and then and then Uncharted Lost Legacy of Thieves okay. as well. So damn, that's, last year was really good. Last Ooh. year was that was an A plus year almost. Um, then you had in 2020 you had Demon Souls, um, Astro's Playroom, and Sackboy's Big Adventure. Okay, so that were the that big is, ones. That's probably the worst year that I've ever been. Those are not bad games. Yeah, and then 2021, you had um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah, that was Returnal. Ratchet really and Clank good. Rift Apart. Ooh. Yeah, that that was the those were the exclusives for that 2021. So I would I'd probably say 2022 was probably the best year, right? Yeah, I think I agree with you. Yeah, and then twenty and then 2021 came pretty hard. I 2022 and 2023 came pretty hard too. So I'm like. Just kind of depends on preference there. I'd probably say 2020 was the worst of the year, so. I agree. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think. Did something else come out of 2020? I feel mm. like I'm, we're missing something. Let me see. Okay, so we had Horizon. We had the Horizon games that came out. Um, God of War was 2018, so that's not it. I think I know what it is. What was it? What's the Samurai game? Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, when did that come out? Ghost of Tsushima was um that was a PS4 game and then got and then like the director's edition came out for PS5. When did that so, come out? Um let me make sure. 
Ghost, because I think that was 2019. Let me see. Ghost of Shima's release date. That came out. Release date. All right. Initially, that came out in 2020. Okay. But so it came out in 2020, but it was a PS4, PS5 game. Okay, and gotcha. then, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And then, um, because it actually came out in August before the PS5 was exclu- was released. So, like, so you could play it on the PS5, but, like, the Director's Edition came out later in 2021. Gotcha. So that was the PS5 version of that game. So I would figure, yeah. So I would I would count that as a 2020 game then. Yeah, yeah. And um, Miles Morales came out 2022, right? Miles Morales was a 2020 game, yes. Yeah, so 2020 is good. Like, 2020 is great. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think there's been a bad year so far in PlayStation, though. I agree. Nah. So, here's my question though for you: It's like, do you and you? You're a big Nintendo guy, so yes. like, you just gave the PlayStation a B minus. What would you give Nintendo this year? Woo! I think they might be an A. Okay, that's not bad. That's I think not bad. they might be an A. I'm looking at the game, you know, Fire Emblem Engage. Mm-hmm. A really great game. Then you, it's hard to drop two games that people probably consider classics in the same year. Uh, Pikmin drop, 4. Pikmin 4. There you go. Pikmin 4 is a great one. Mm-hmm. Then you have to add in like Mario Wonder. Mario Tears RPG. Mario RPG. Yeah, I was about to say anymore. You <laughs> name it all the ones. So yeah. many Nintendo games came out that did out of fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and Metroid Prime Remaster was earlier this year as well. If you want to throw so in remastered crazy. games, yeah, that is so wild. And Metroid Prime Remaster is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. They did a great job with that remaster. It's just like wow, all that came out this year. Yeah. So is it an A or A plus year for you? I might say it might be an A plus year. Yeah, it, it might, might be. be. <laughs> it might might be. be. I'm, I'm thinking of all the stuff that came out. When did the Switch OLED come out? Was that this year? No, hold on. Let me. Switch OLED was. No, I think that was last year. Let me see. Because they this year's Switch version was um, the Tears of the Kingdom, like, rebrand model, okay, right? Okay, I got you. That's yeah. Because uh, um, I think Switch OLED came out um, around the time Metroid Prime came out, right? Or okay. Metroid um, Dread, Dread. Right? So, yeah, right. October 8th, 2021. Yeah, it came out with Metroid Dread, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's still a fantastic year for Switch. Switch has had a great year. It really is. It really is. And I'm not even a Switch player like that. Like, I, if I, my preference is, like, if it's not a Switch exclusive, I'm playing it on a other console. Because, like, I, the thing I hate about my Switch is I don't like where the AB buttons are at. Like, it's reversed. And I, a, a, B, X, Y are all, like, reversed from what I'm used to. Because I'm used to playing on an Xbox controller, PlayStation controller, or now the Steam Deck. So I'm like, and those are now playing, going back and playing stuff on my like Switch. It feels ass backwards because I'm like, A, but A, A is not where it needs to be and B is not where it needs to be either. I, I feel the same way, yeah. And, and I, I, I kind of feel like the Steam Deck is taking my handheld away from Switch. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, I'd rather just play If there's a game on the Steam Deck and it's on the Steam Deck and Switch, I'll just get on the Steam Deck because it's probably going to be cheaper anyway. <laughs> and you know it's gonna play better oh yeah yeah because steam steam has sales all the time i'm like nintendo don't don't do no sales exactly. i'm like uh but no you're you're right about that and it'll probably play a whole lot better but 
going back to PlayStation and, and where what like grade we're giving them, is there do you feel like is there something that they could have done differently to get an A for you? Better marketing, better mm, yeah. their products. I think you know, Poor Spoken should have got a better shake when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, all the games this year should have better shake when it comes to marketing. So like the only one they really got right was, was um, Spider Man. Yeah, I feel like they could have done a better job with the messaging in general. You know, the whole fifty dollar price increase seemed gross. Yeah, like it's like, oh, we understand you gotta do it, but it's not often where you have a console be out this long, and instead of talking about cutting the prices on it, like, no, we're raising them up. Yeah, it's weird. That's kind of weird. I think the whole mess behind PSVR two was terrible. The pricing was way out of whack for it. I think it showed for their sales. I think it's sort. Oh, go ahead. I was like, even with the uh, PlayStation Portal. Mm-hmm. The advice that people seem to have high demand for it just didn't they didn't market it right nah nah it sort of feels like um almost arrogant sony back in yeah. like back in the ps3 kind of era where they they felt a little too big for their britches almost like where like it's like we can't make mistakes kind of sony and this yeah. is like versus like i felt in the ps4 we kind of got humble sony and like where like everything was like fan first the consumer first like consumer first mindset almost to where like xbox is now minus exclusives you know yeah i, I think you're kind of right i just feel like i guess i'm in the gym world is even like hey we're here to make profits and make money run it like a business and it's fine that you do that but it feels like a business then yeah. you know though it feels more clinical than it has in previous years mm-hmm. which is which is fine because it is what it is but at the same time like i I kind of miss the, the fun that places used to have, like the whole, we're going to do a presentation and we're going to show you how to share games. Here you go. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> it, it, just, it just does it feels more like we're just corporate speaking you to death. Like, all right, Xbox seems more fun than you guys. Right now. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, they kind of got to, though. That's what they're, they have to lean on right now until, yeah. like, they can get the, the first party lineup rolling, though. But, um... So I won't, I want to ask you though, like PlayStation's 2024. What games are you looking forward to? Do you have anything uh, big that you're looking forward to that year? What is coming out? That's a damn good question. <laughs> it's a damn good question. <laughs> well, they just announced. Well, they didn't. I think it just got leaked that GTA 6 come out 2025, year, right? 2025. Yeah. So yeah. that's gonna be a little bit of wait. I guess the the main thing that's coming out next year that I could think of on top of my head is um Last of Us Part Two. I'm last excited of, for that. Last of Us Part. I actually love the Last of Us Part too. I know a lot of people didn't like I the did story. I, I love it, but um, I uh, another one that's coming out. Um, um, Insomniac is doing um, Wolverine. Right? Oh, that comes out it, next year. Yeah, that's slate. Oh, for, that's good then. Yeah, that's slate. I'm like, I don't, I don't doubt Insomniac's quality, and they just they're the MVPs to me of this generation. They pump out. They've been pumping out games like crazy, whether it be like. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2018 Remastered, the, the, and then they pumped out Spider-Man 2, which is amazing to me amazing. as well. Yeah, but I, man, it's like, if they really hit that, it'll almost be four years with four different games that they've come out with. That's impressive. That is impressive. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, that's unheard of. And all of them are quality games. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're like me. I'm a big Marvel fan as well. What do you expect from Wolverine? 
<sighs> what I like about Marvel Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 and Miles Morales is that it's his own universe that feels familiar, mm-hmm. but it's different enough to kind of make you want to follow the story and even just the, like the little story beats they added to it. It adds enough difference. You're like, okay, I want to see where this goes. I don't know what's going to happen. I think they can do the same thing with Wolverine. I would love to tell a cohesive story. I think that's what Insomniac's been doing so far. Very, very well. Tell me a cohesive Wolverine story. I think the gameplay is going to be there. I think the fight is going to be there. Give me compelling Wolverine villains. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about that. We're both Marvel fans here. Like, what villains do you want to see in there that's like X-Men Wolverine-centric? Wendigo. Yeah, let's go. Omega Red. I, I hope he's the primary bad guy, if I'm being honest. And Sabretooth in some form or fashion. Okay. Those are the main three I can think of. It depends on what universe the game is set in. If they, if they allude to the X-Men, I think that would be cool. Even if they show the X-Men, that would be really cool. Yeah, I think... Um, you think we get Stryker as a bad guy in some form or fashion? Like William cool. Stryker? I would love if they have an after credit scene and like, hey, here's Magneto talking shit to Wolverine. Oh, that'd be cool. And like he like Wolverine tries to do something to him and he like freezes him up. Like that'd be they could, they could do a lot with that. I, I just hope that they kind of just lean into the fact that Wolverine's an X-Men. I, I dig it. So here's here like here's a famous there's a famous um comic book fight with wolverine and hulk you oh know, yeah that could be really cool to where like we have to like hulk's the boss fight we don't necessarily beat him per se but like he's still there and we still have to like try to try to knock him down no that would be really cool i, I dig that i got one more for you since you mentioned i i even think about it deadpool that'd be fun that'd be fun uh, i mean he's a wet he's like and part of Weapon uh, Task Force X. Yeah, and they got a movie coming out, so that'll yeah. be some good synergy. I said Task Force X. I'm in. Um, You're talking I'm about. In, um, I'm in. Um, um, dang. Um, now I'm trying to think of. What is it? Not, is it called Weapon X? Weapon X. Yeah, like because Wolverine's number Weapon ten. X. Yeah. Yeah, he's part of Weapon X program. He's um. Yeah. Part of X Force. It's been part of a lot of things. Yeah, that's what's like. I would love to see maybe you you have to fight like some of the other the other nine um, previous like weapons. weapons. Yeah, that would that'd be pretty cool as well. Yeah, but I I don't want this to be like an open world like a large open world game at least. I yeah, that I just, doesn't have to be. No, nah, I think this could be like a smaller eight to ten hour experience, and I'd be perfectly fine with that if I'm honest. Yeah, I think they can do the whole Miles Morales thing and just make a smaller game. With Wolverine and just tell a cohesive story. I think that'd be really cool. They don't have to do it in one location either. Just do like um set pieces. Oh, like The Last of Us? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, hey, I love that. This is what's going on here. Here's what's going on here. Yeah, just tell a cohesive, fun story. Yeah, so I want to get your Spider-Man 2 impressions. You played it earlier this year. What were your thoughts? I thought it was great. I think it um built on everything that Miles Morales and... um. The first Spider-Man game did. I think the villains were cool. I think I liked the story arc. I found myself enjoying Miles more than Peter. I feel like everybody did. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Peter's story is okay, but I think Miles' story kind of brings me in a little bit more, and I, I kind of really dug everything they done with it. I hope we get more DLC for it. I just really dug the story. It was really good. I think it was oh. combat's really cool. A couple of the boss fights I didn't dig as much. 
which ones do you know like off the top of your head which ones you you were a little mixed on elements of the craven fight i didn't like oh yeah yeah like, i wish i'm like the venom craven fight or the the like the which which craven fight the beginning one i think oh yeah like, like this feels a little cheap yeah I almost wish we got more Craven, if I'm being honest, like because yeah. he feels like an afterthought when Venom actually gets it gets involved. I agree with that too. I agree, I agree with that too. Um, I dug. I guess I can say this: the Mysterio parts. I actually like Mysterio a lot in this game. Yeah. Yeah, I like some of the things they done with him. I like the I like I like the Craven story. I think it was really cool. I wish we could have kind of saw some of the stuff he was doing. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't played it. Play it. Mm-hmm. But I wish we could have saw some of the stuff he was doing when you kind of hear the stories of what was happening and what happened to some of the characters from Spider-Man 1. Oh, I would have loved to see what, like, actually see that in person as opposed yes. to, like, actually, like, getting that after the fact. Yeah, or, like, seeing the story of it. Yeah, like, yeah seeing the ramifications. I would have loved to actually see that. Yeah, I thought. But, yeah, Craven, they made Craven feel special. Mm-hmm. And he felt like a threat. He felt like a threat more so than a lot of the Spider-Man villains have felt. That says a lot. I think the Sinister Sticks in the first one kind of felt like a threat too. Yeah. Craven, are you looking? Are you looking forward to the movie, Craven? No, not, a <laughs> not, even, a little, not even a little. Not even a little bit. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like the movie gets. Well, maybe I was watching the people. Pleasantly surprised. I don't think movie gets who Craven is. This no. game got who Craven is mm-hmm. to the T. You're like, okay, that's who Craven the Hunter is. That is his motivation. This is the guy who you should be fearing. He, he's almost kind of like an evil Batman. Almost, yeah. Yeah, like in a sense where he has this goal and kind of like will do anything to, to accomplish it. He's going to set up. Traps and plans and plans and traps to get there. And I, I really dig that um, this game really does a good job of like showing you that. Like, hey, here's this guy who has power and money who uses it to get his ultimate conquest. I think it's really cool. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, you know, I have a couple of questions uh, before we transition out to our to our remaining segments of the show here. My my main question is, it's like. Okay, so GTA like GTA is about to drop any moment. Like the trailer is about to drop. Um, if you know, if you haven't looked at the spoilers, a, a lot of people are you know like saying right now that you know like the trailer's leaked. It's out there now. Oh, so, it's out. Okay. Yeah, but it, if you haven't it, like as of this recording, as of when this podcast is going, the trailer will be out. So I'm like, what do you expect from GTA Six? Do you want there to be like? anything big massive do you want it to be scaled down do you want it to be gta world like are you how looking much, forward to this game at all how much can i say because i think we go i think we go spoilers okay. as much as possible full that. transparency uh-huh people. i saw the original leak Same that here. came out was that last year yeah i think so when they leaked like gameplay and all that stuff mm-hmm. i thought that stuff was awesome like, when I saw all that, I was like, this looks amazing. Give me that. And for, for those who don't know, it kind of had like this Bonnie and Clyde feel. Yeah. It was uh, it looked like it was set in um, Vice City. Yeah, I think it is going to be Vice City. 
where yeah. where we're playing at. I think it's modern day Vice City though. Yeah, modern day Vice City, this kind of Bonnie and Clyde type type of natural born killer film with, with these two characters, Robin Banks, like this seems awesome. Like I said, just I saw the old, the early gameplay, but I don't know if they changed anything about it. It's just probably become way different, but the stuff they showed looked really cool. And I was really into so I, that made me I know people like, oh, that, that, it made me super excited for it as opposed to, oh my God, I can't wait to see what GTA does. Like, now I'm like hyped for it. I can't wait till it comes out. This is what I want to play. Is that your most, one of your most anticipated games, like upcoming games? Yes, that and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Ah, man, I still need to play Final Fantasy VII. I actually oh, never so played Final Fantasy VII before. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I played 16. Um, I've been playing 16 this year, and I like, 16 is is hidden but it ain't hidden hidden you know like it's like i like it but i'm not in love with with what i'm playing at 16 and i like the only other 3d final fantasy game i think i've played was uh final fantasy was it 15 with the boy band type type of uh yeah type of vibe i didn't like that very much but i did i i do like what I saw of the trailer for Final Fantasy 7, but I never really, I haven't dove into it. Every time I, every time I think about it, something else comes out and just draws me away. Seven is really, really good. Okay. If, if you like the original PS1 version of this, is a great retelling of the story. I didn't even play the old PS1 version, so I'm, oh, so, I'd be just so the, this, raw this will, into it. This will be a good way to get into it. Okay. Pl- play this version. It's a, a retelling of the story with a few little twist and turn that makes you like huh that's interesting okay. so I, I, I really dig I really dug it I, I enjoyed the story of it the nostalgia of playing the game how they rebuilt assets and made it like it's own thing I really dug 7 remaking I'm excited for Rebirth because Rebirth looks like it's more of the same and I'm cool with that combat's oh, good so that's exciting that's really exciting I think um I think that's one of my most anticipated games just because like I I if it if seven really hits for me I I want to dive into them back like back to back and I'm a big Yakuza like a dragon fan oh like, yes I loved like a dragon so I'm like I'm so excited for that next year I'm also excited for um uh Wolverine I'm excited for that and then I I hope that Xbox nails it with a vowed because I I want to play yeah. something very much like Skyrim s type of type of joint. I, I'm I'm hoping for that to really hit. But on the PlayStation side, I'm like, there's a game that they showed off. I think um around the maybe like two years ago called Rise of the Ronin. Yes, looks, I know what you're talking about. That looks cool. Yeah, by Team Ninja, it almost looks like um almost like Ghost of Tsushima uh, meets um what was it um. What was that game back in the day that people used to play with the ninjas? Um, um, used to be super hard. Ninja Gaiden. It almost okay, looks yeah. like Ninja Gaiden. It's like Ghost of Tsushima. I can't say it now. Tsushima. Tsushima. Yeah. Thank you. It almost looks like that type of joint. I loved Ghost of Tsushima, so I, I'm like I'm down for that. Um, I I hope that like they surprise us with the second one of that one next year. I would love That'll for that cool. sequel to come out. Yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, we just talked about it, 2020. That's four years. Feels like that's ready to go. Yeah. I just thought about a Returnal 2, maybe. Oh, that'd be dope. I'd love to see what Housemark is going to be doing next. If even, I don't know if they've ever done a sequel, 
like but i would love to see what they what's next up for them um yeah i another thing i would love um i would finally love to see what um the people who did demon souls uh blue point it is up to oh yeah that'd be really interesting to see what they're up to yeah because i'm like making a, their own game i think right yeah we haven't seen anything of what playstation has coming up except for the live service stuff which before we go like before we go on to our final like segments i want to get your impressions what do you think of that direction there oh, i don't know live service stuff like that same here and, and, and my whole thing about it is i feel like live service is really hard to tackle yes yeah. like you have to find that dedicated audience not everybody's gonna be a Fortnite. And I think people have to realize that, like you know, not everybody's gonna be an Among Us. You know, Sony bought Destiny, and Destiny had to lay off people. And Destiny's yeah. a great <laughs> live service game, but they have its ebbs and flows, and people just kind of like uh, they fall off. Unless you're like a Fortnite or one of those like Among Us or something that people just constantly play. Call of Duty, you know, you have to kind of just it's it's a risk. Yeah, and, and I mean there. I hate to say it like this, but do you feel like there's PlayStation is going to be well versed enough in a genre that they really don't, they really haven't dived into before and take away some of the player base from Fortnite, from Genshin Impact, from, you know, like um, you mentioned um, uh, Destiny, from um, like Warzone and all that, all those live service games? Because I don't think, I don't think there's enough of the cookie to go around at this point. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they will be. It's because people don't go to PlayStation for those experiences. They go to PlayStation for single-player engrossing stories that you can play and enjoy for several hours. I don't think they're really looking at it for that. And I think while it'd be cool they get something like that, I don't know if it's sustainable. Like people, I don't personally turn my PlayStation for that. I no. know where I get that experience from. I want experience like that. I got Call of Duty. I got Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I got other things that's like that, and so it has to be something so different and so unique and so places. It's gonna be really hard to just come up with that. And we're seeing all these games fail like lately. Like, uh, oh yeah, they're they're just shutting down studio after studio, or at least like shutting down server after server because like these games aren't doing it for people. Like they're not drawing the interest, and if they do draw the interest, it ain't for long. Yeah. Look at Overwatch 2. Overwatch was a juggernaut of a game. We hardly hear anything about Overwatch 2, and it's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? Multiverses was the, the Looney Tunes um, DC live service game where it was almost like the Smash Brothers club where it had LeBron and all that. Didn't last. Um, then the the one, what was it? Um, Rumbleverse didn't last at all. That one, you know, Wild Hearts, I think, came out. I think they announced that that server is shutting down as well. It's crazy because I'm glad you mentioned um, what is Multiverses. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because when it came out, I'm like, this is cool, but I think Nickelodeon Brawl is going to do better. And Nickelodeon Brawl did do better. <laughs> yeah, because it's, and, I, and people were like, why do you think that? Because one, because people love Nickelodeon stuff. And two, it's because it's a game that you just go out there and buy and have the characters. And you can pop it in. I think there's something to be said about that. Like, some people yeah. just want something that you can pop in and play. And they don't want to be like, hey, you want the rest of these characters? Pay $5. Per you know, character, yeah. Per no. character. Like, no, we just can just buy Nickelodeon Brawl and play with SpongeBob and Patrick. We'll be fine. You know, if PlayStation really wanted to do something in that live service field, like, and, I, and I'm not encouraging that, you know, but like, 
if they really wanted to do that i think they should just copy nintendo and do like a cart racer to where like you get where you do like get playstation characters as they come out or or like as their games come out like as another horizon comes out you get like a new aloy cart or something yeah. like that or something do like a that. yeah do smash brothers do their smash brothers clone again um playstation also battle royale with um yeah, with your another roster of uh, a roster of characters because i feel like when playstation battle like playstation also battle royal first came out like they had a roster but it wasn't like this so this is like that ps4 generation came hard with like yeah. new mascot characters just a whole but we were just talking about that um another week to how that game would look vastly different than it did back then like oh for sure like you have so many characters you can use from Death Stranding, from Ghost of Tsushima, from The Last of Us, Last man. of Us, from Ratchet and Clank, from Uncharted. You got so much stuff you can pull from now. Oh man, yeah. If I'm almost to the point to where I'm like, if Xbox does it, like if Xbox can get their like ish together and like you know start pumping out these exclusives, they got already got like a base there with Hi-Fi Rush, with um Psychonauts and all that, and, like all the other games they got coming out, the new Fable and such. I'm like when they get it together the blueprints right there for them they're gonna be printing money yeah i agree and they yeah. have a lot of stuff to go from they got um all of activision now and i think that's a big deal yeah yeah that is, true. that is true you know before we go i do got two last um segments here for you and oh, they're just they're just kind of simple here one is our our pro nerd trivia portion of our show where we ask our esteemed guests that would be you sir five different questions based on five different nerd categories i'm gonna get all these wrong <laughs> no oh no I, I hate to tell you i tell my friends about this all the time i suck at jeopardy i will kick ass at wheel of fortune <laughs> <laughs> why why do you think that, that was the that was your game show wheel of fortune uh-huh i don't know it's something about just spinning the wheel and guessing the letters makes more sense to me in my brain than Jeopardy's like, hey, you have to actually be smart to figure this out. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I'll, I'll probably do good on uh, what's the other one? Deal or No Deal? And it's deal or No Deal might be good. I'll be good on that one. And I, I think I'd probably do good on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I th- That one to me seems like the hard one. Like, that Who Wants one, to Be a Millionaire? That seems a little bit easier than Jeopardy. Okay, I think I think Jeopardy's high up there as far as difficult to goes, but I think my game show would probably be Family Feud. That's a good one. I, I think I that can't one. do Family Feud because my family's idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they, would just, they would just get every question wrong, drag be you loud down, and wrong. Like no, you're not doing that. Be dragging you down. You'd be hot. Yes, exactly. You'd be hot. All right, so here we go. All right, so our first category is in the realm of Nintendo. Nintendo. Okay. All right, so this one's pretty. This one's pretty um, cut and pay, cut and dry. I like this one. I'm All right. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you got this. You got this. All right, so. All right, here we go. Which Nintendo console was famous for bringing in older people? Due to its versatility with its controllers, I'm an old person, so I probably know this one. That's the Wii. That is absolutely right. It is the Nintendo Wii. The Nintendo Wii. What's your favorite Nintendo Wii game? What go? On. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I 
like the okay. wig. I understand. You, you, you know what? I think it was um, was it Resident Evil play four that played really good on Wii? I know it was, I, I, I it was imagine four. it did because I, I think, think that was, was the one that I, I really liked on that because you can use the. the I know Wii it came out on GameCube, but uh, yeah. like, I, I know the I think best it came version out. of Resident Evil is on Wii. Okay. You can use the Wii remote to shoot with, and I think it works a lot better like that. If I, remember I like that. that, I like that. All right, so our next category is in the realm of the MCU, Marvel, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Here, okay, I'm good with this now. Okay, I'm gonna right. get it wrong. I'm gonna get this wrong. No, no, you're you're I got fine. Cocky, so I'm gonna get this wrong. You're fine. Uh, so as Guardians have their own name for Earth, what is it? As Damn, Guardians, I just had, a, I just had a, have their tongue. own name for Earth. What is it? It's damn! I cannot remember what the name is. Nah, as Guardians, as you know, in the audience are famous for their cuisine, their theatrical plays. Um, and is it Midgard? Midgard is absolutely correct. Yeah, there you go. Midgard is absolutely correct. Okay, all right. So moving on, you are two of two. So. You could you could get all five and enter in our Hall of Fame. We will see. That's our nice. next category is in the realm of Star Wars. Uh, I'm decent with Star Wars too. I love, Star Wars is one of my favorite franchises. Okay, okay. All right, so here we go. What is the or who is the name of the character who built C-3PO? Who is the name of the character that built C-3PO? Wasn't it Anakin? It is absolutely right. Anakin Skywalker is the correct answer. Yeah. I do remember that. Okay, okay. You remember what episode? <sighs> that I don't remember. Was it episode one? Yeah, it was episode one. We met um, C-3PO on Tatooine. I remember going to the theaters to see that. That's how old I am. Same here. Same here. I remember that as well. My cousin took me to go see that on opening night, and it was a wild experience. People were cheering. They were jumping for joy. People loved that movie when it came out that night. I don't know what happened the next day. (laughs) (laughs) My my theater was pumped up for that movie as well. I remember leaving the theater after, like, that was pretty good. That was pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I remember the next day hearing people talk about like, oh, how much they hated Jar Jar and this. Like, oh, people really didn't like that movie. But my theater, you could not tell that difference. Couldn't tell us nothing. Yeah. All right. So your next category is in the realm of Lord of the Rings. For your fourth question. Now that I'm definitely. (laughs) What is the name of the dwarf in the fellowship? What is the name of the dwarf in the fellowship? Is it Ghibli? Gimli is absolutely correct. You are right on the cusp of all-time greatness. Gimli is absolutely correct. I, I don't know how I remember that. that I haven't seen good. those movies in so long. Nah, I do but, like them, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen those movies in probably since they came out. Yeah, you know, in the 2000s? Yeah, it might have been since like they came out. Okay, I like okay. them all, but I haven't, seen, I haven't even watched the extended cuts because they told me they're like 20 hours long. Like I'm not watching that. <laughs> you're not watching that you, the, time, the time was too much for you yeah like nah not alright all right. so our last category is in video games in video games specifically in 
the generation of the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox generation. Okay. This is going to be interesting. All right. So, for your final question and the Hall of Fame question. All right. Who or what team was the lead team that developed the game True Crimes Streets of LA? Oh! Damn it, I can't remember. I know. I love this game. It was. I was. I love this game growing up, too. I well. cannot remember the name of this team. Damn it, I cannot remember the name of it. Did you play both games? Yes, I did. Okay. Because the second one, the second one had Snoop Dogg in it, wasn't it? Yeah, Streets of New York. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of this team at all. Is that your final answer? Let me see if I can just guess. Curious. Midway? I'm curious. Who do you think published the game as well? It was like Midway or somebody like that. That is a very good very good guess because that is very much in that 2000s. In yeah, that it was 2000s like a weird bubble. company that's not around anymore. Um, um, what is it? Luxoflux. Luxoflux is okay. the is the lead developers, but it was published by Activision. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Activision. Activision. Yeah. Ah. So, so that so, they could probably bring it back. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, we might get that on oh. Game Pass pretty soon. That might be interesting. Game Pass with a 4K I'm version. I'm thinking it was Midway and 60 FPS. That so, work. Yeah, um, Luoflux um, was a studio. Looks like they did True Crimes and the Vigilante series as well. Okay. Uh, and then it was also um, looks like partner developed by Imagine G- Engine. Um, looks like they did games like the Fairly Odd Parents, Are You Smarter Than the Fifth Grader game, and then the big, big like. Uh, studio above them activision at the top looks like they had about 80 employees working on this game oh hmm. true yeah. crime was a really good game i love really it. really good game i'm I trying to it. think it was a spiritual successor of the game that came out it was um of true crimes yeah oh i the see the game See, I I went from like in that genre. I went from true crimes probably to Saints Row. Okay. Uh, of like, but I didn't. I don't remember like open world games other than GTA coming out. That was like this type of game. Yeah, it's another one came out that um I can't remember the name of it. I just went blank on it. But mm, was it that was was it a PlayStation One game? PlayStation 3? Oh. Sleeping Dogs? Sleeping Dogs, yeah. I loved the... Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. And that Love was supposed Sleeping to have Dogs. a sequel. Man, I wish we got a sequel that to that. That was supposed to be online only? Oh, called I... Triad Wars. Mm, I don't want that. And I don't want how, that at all. No one wanted it either because they, they dropped that quickly. But yeah, Sleeping Dogs was the spiritual successor of True Crimes. If you um, you can get that game for cheap now. And but by the way, really good on Steam Deck. Sleeping Dogs. Oh yeah, I got really good on Sleeping Deck. Sleeping Dogs, really good game. Great. Yeah, yeah. So my last, the last segment is where can people find you? Oh, okay, that's easy. You can find (laughs) me on Twitter 
at devil underscore cox check out the devil cox experience anywhere you get podcasts check out play some video games at the psgg podcast network just go on your apple device wherever you use to listen to podcasts type in psvg one of those shows i'm guaranteed on if it's nintendo <laughs> shack i'm on that one if it's play playstation experience i'm on that one and if it's um psvg i'm definitely on that one okay and, and last but not least for those who are into comic book stuff i'm in an audio drama series called justice league mortal what yes i played john stewart green lantern in blackest day and darkest night yes i say the oath and everything oh that's amazing that's so, so cool if you go on your podcast then you type in um i think it's called the the mortal verse audio dramas just type in the mortal verse and it will come up it, they have, they have a bunch of series. Now, they have um, a Nightwing series that's really good. They have oh, a, a Green Arrow series that's going on right now. But I'm in Justice League Mortal, which is a retelling of the Justice League movie that never released. Like a, like a live-action or animated movie? That it never was released. supposed to be a live-action Justice League what? movie that was supposed to release with Common as John Stewart Green Lantern. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it probably was, big. The Justice. Uh, and like, I think it was. I think Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman. I really don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. Google this movie. It was wild. I think the bad, the bad guy in the movie was supposed to be Talia Al Ghul and someone else. Oh no, Maxwell Lord. That's what the bad guy. I just, just okay. on it. But yeah, I, so they, the guy Matthew Johnson. Because the script's online for you to read and everything. Matthew Dawson took the script, adapted it into an audio drama. Wow. Uh, see, I'm I'm a DC guy, and I'm like, hey, I don't, I've never heard of this in my life. That's amazing. Like, yeah. The power, the Black Power Rangers was supposed to be in this movie. Yeah, it was. It was wild. It's a lot of things. <laughs> this movie was supposed to be like crazy. What is this? Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, they. Candid, and they end up doing Batman Begins or something like that. Batman Begins, that, like the anime show. No, no, the, oh, the no, actual, the, the action movie. Yeah, I like Batman Begins, but yeah, to me, that's probably one of my favorite trilogies of all time. If I'm being honest, yeah, that's a great trilogy. But I do remember this was supposed to be a big thing, and it just never came out. And he kind of just made an audio drama of it. That's really fantastic. I'm sort of glad this never came out because one, I think like I, it gives the audio drama a chance to shine and we can really see how the, the story would have would have like been told. But two, like, I don't think we had the tech around that time to do yeah, like exactly. a real Justice uh, Justice League movie. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think it was enough technology to make it like work. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think I think it's an audio drama format actually comes out better. It's really good. I really yeah. enjoyed my time on it. I think it's a really cool audio drama that I really me hearing myself as Green Lantern is cool as hell. <laughs> like, that's like, really cool. Like when it when it got to the point, like oh that's me, and like she's saying the oath, and then getting to hear my fighting scene, like oh this is dope. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I highly recommend people check it out. It's a fantastic series, and if you check it out and you like it. Later this month, I get to play the role again. 
Oh, that's exciting. Special for the holidays. So yeah. That's exciting. So everyone, the link to all those will be in the description of this episode. Just scroll down and click on it. Show Delvin some love. And definitely, if you're a DC fan, go check out Justice League Mortal. It is absolutely, from what I'm hearing, absolutely fantastic retelling of this of this iconic movie that never really came out. I would love to... I'm going to go listen to it ASAP because I love me some Justice League. And I want to see how this adaptation of... of the justice league pans out i'm like because i can't imagine maxwell lord being like a, a very threatening villain to be honest they do a really good job with this maxwell lord dalia ghoul and um omac the omac project okay so okay. It's, it's really cool oh, okay shoot, I, I forgot to mention something else i was in if what you else? like star wars <laughs> what are you doing you were here in star wars now too <laughs> yes i keep forgetting this stuff i was in another audio drama playing a small role in the star wars audio drama called Legacy of Star Wars audio podcast. It was oh, okay. Were you a uh, were you a, a well known character or were, were you a, a original character? Original character uh, wow. is set in the Knights of the Old Republic universe. Oh, I like that era. Yes, it's a really cool story, and I play a a small role in it. But it's a really cool story about Jedi's and Sith, and the okay. story follows a Sith, and it's really cool. Definitely check that out. You're going to get me into audio dramas, man. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Some of them are really, really good. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's a it's a medium that I briefly knew about, but I, I haven't, like, for some reason, it hasn't processed that that, that was readily available. I, I don't know why, but, like, that is something that's so compelling because I love Star Wars. I love DC. I love, like, basically all these, like, retellings, and I'm a big reader. It's just, like, it's yeah. like hearing an audio book at that point. I am heavy into like audible books mm-hmm. so like i got like a lot of the star wars audio books like thrawn and stuff like that to listen to and i was kind of here like oh these are really cool and then me find out that there's people who actually do those as podcasts yeah, yeah that's to pay amazing. for it and they're really good like oh this yeah. is even better <laughs> they're telling their own story this is great sign me up for that it's almost like fan fiction though that you're you're listening to at that point exactly and it's really like really well written i think legacy is fantastic i okay. have a i have a lightsaber what from the character in the, in the main character is larissa dackley she's a sith lord and they had a contest and i won the lightsaber her lightsaber oh, in my so house cool. it's her lightsaber that is really cool design everything so yeah it's really cool what color it's blue Okay, that's pretty cool. I, I don't turn it on. <laughs> it, it's an actual working lightsaber. I'll take a picture of the short team. But oh yeah, for sure my, you got to. It's on my shelf hanging up, like in like the little thing, hold uh, like a lightsaber holder. It's really cool. We didn't mention it like earlier. Earlier, um, when we were talking about games we want to play, did you play Jedi Survivor this year? Yes, I did. I didn't finish it yet, though. Oh, you need to finish that before the year's up. I think I do. Yeah. I really, I really was digging it, but I wasn't. That came up before Tears of the Kingdom, right? No, it, it, wait, what was it? It was like, okay, so I think it was sandwiched in, in between Diablo and Tears of the Kingdom, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it was. I, I think mm-hmm. I started playing that, and because I promised people I was going to play Tears of the Kingdom, I got into Tears of the Kingdom and didn't go back like, I, I didn't finish Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, man. I think that's like, there's some really cool Star Wars lore in there. and it, There is there's some like oh uh, there's like one really hyped part that i'm like it, it's been living in rent free in my brain this entire year oh, I like yeah it's a really hyped one one segment is like 
if you don't play it for anything alone, at least play it for like this roller coaster like setting. It's oh, really cool. All right, I gotta yeah. get back into it then. All right, everyone. This has been a fantastic episode of the Single Player Experience Podcast. I've enjoyed having you, Delvin. Like, this you know, man, man, I love nerding out with you. Absolutely nerding out with you, man. And we're gonna have to do it more often in the new oh, year. Oh, definitely, 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 for sure. Um, we told people where to find you. Um, everyone listening, like I said, go down in the description of this episode. Show the boy some love because he's absolutely killing it and giving us that that sweet nerdy goodness in all forms of audio. Uh, it seems like whether it be podcast or these are these audio dramas that we I'm for sure going to listen to as soon as I'm done um, recording this episode. But everyone, go check those out. Everyone, if you haven't already um keep listening i'll tell you where you can support the single player experience podcast and in the meanwhile that's been delvin i've been sebastian and we're out bye everyone peace So that's a wrap for this episode of the Single Player Experience Podcast. I want to give a special shout out and thanks to Dalvin Cox for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the Single Player Experience Discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!